0: More oftentimes than not, if God gives you a word for the morning, it's not just for you. And so I would challenge you, how do do you then uh, work that into your day-to-day and try to see through that lens? See what happens. God will use it. Welcome to The Hub Podcast, a resource for house church leaders to foster and guide healthy house churches toward deep devotion, contagious community, and missional imagination. This is an extension of Common Ground Northeast Christian Church in Indianapolis, Indiana. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, y'all, welcome to the Hub Podcast, and uh, if you've been listening along with us, welcome back. If you are brand new, we are glad to have you. My name is Sam Linetti. I am the Formation Pastor at Common Ground Northeast, and I am here with...
1: I'm Eric. I am the lead pastor at Common Ground Northeast.
0: Ready to kick off another episode. Let's do it.
1: Yep. We've been um, walking through kind of in, in combination or partnership with the sermon series for Wildfire and giving a little bit of extra information, ideas, fleshing it out just a little bit more. And um, one, of the, one of the beautiful parts of this is um, we, we do our sermons usually in a preaching collective format, meaning uh, Pastor Sam and Pastor Jody. Will contribute parts to the message, and then so what I deliver is, um, you know, comes out of an overflow of those conversations on a week-to-week basis. So what I love about this is we have the opportunity um, to get Sam's perspective behind the scenes, uh, where you get to hear me on Sunday morning. We can um, highlight Sam and allow some of his thoughts to come through. So, uh, with no further ado, what I want to do is um, we we just talked about the Holy Spirit and the interaction of listening to God and how that works with evangelism. Um, and so we're going to explore that just a little bit more, but I want to start with this question, Sam. You, you kind of have this phrase that you use around the office and um, here and there when you're talking to people uh, that um, involves evangelism where, uh, you know, in relationships and getting to know people. And so you'll say that um, you, you, would, you try to be casually deep. Um, do you want to go ahead and just kick us off? When you say that, what do you mean by uh, uh, attempting to be casually deep?
0: <laughs> so um it could be a little bit of a what's it called an oxymoron where like if you're casual that means you're not like super intense but deep tends to be a little more you know intense and so it's the title's meant to be that because i mean sometimes i think we were talking about on our last episode just a little bit sometimes in our sharing of the gospel or in our evangelistic, maybe attempts, we go from zero to a hundred right off the bat and, you know, walk in and say, Hey, my name is Sam. You need to know Jesus. Are you saved? People are probably going to look at you like you're nuts, but there's also some, uh, I think deep seated things and, uh, concerns and, uh, different things that we need to talk with people about, and they actually give signs. And so I, I think sometimes it's, we miss those. We don't take the opportunity to uh, speak into those. Um, And maybe we don't even take the opportunity to invite people into our own places where we do want either conversation or have needs or whatnot with other people. And even with the Holy spirit, we don't invite the Holy spirit into some of those things. We live in a culture, Mm -hmm. Eric, we talk a little bit about it. Like we live in a culture where a lot of our interactions are online. And so because of that, that's where we have our conversations. But if we're actually passing people in real time, yeah, get that face-to-face interactions. That might be different for some people that if you're walking next to somebody or crossing somebody on a, uh, a sidewalk or in the grocery store, this is usually what you might hear. And this is, again, I want to be sensitive to culturally, this is not for everyone, but in the context of where we live, I would say more oftentimes than not, you would hear this oh, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. going. Whether those people are actually good or not, you mm-hmm. have no clue. And, and I would even argue that yeah, then, you
1: just kind of pass. Yeah. You, you, like you, <clears throat> of course we talk about that a lot, you know, like someone will, you'll just say good just uh, because you don't, know, you don't know if anyone's actually asking that question. Yeah. I've actually seen you, well, maybe this is where you're going to go with. I've seen you say just two questions, like take it one step further. Hey, how are you? And they say good. And you're like, are you really good? I've seen you do that to people on occasion. And it, and it's always a different answer. It's like never fails. There's always a deeper answer than the first casual passing good.
0: Yeah. So like, for, for sure. And I actually love asking those conversations um, because you get people to check up and go like... I, um. well, and it's like, oh, so what button did I push to get the auto response? Mm-hmm. But it goes both ways. We have auto responses that we give to people. And we also um, have an auto response ourselves. Like, so if you're asking, you have the auto, uh, maybe it's not a response, but you have the automatic, hey, how are you doing? And you're already prepping to say, okay, good. Or like, cool. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a little bit more in depth, if you hear somebody say, it's been a tough day. I'll pray for you. And you move on. And so part of my rub with that is going, first of all, one, if you ask somebody how they're doing, do you mean it? Do you really mean it? Because a lot of people, again, this is what we're used to, what I'm more used to in in our society where we live. Granted, it could be different in other areas, but oftentimes I don't think people really truly want to know how people are doing. We have, we live with this very shallow relationship with, uh, our society, with our community. And as you know, you can't build a relationship with anybody intentionally if you don't get past that layer. And Mm. we might say, we want to build a relationship with people. But then we take opportunities like that and we shut the door by saying, okay, good, and moving on. Hmm. Relationships take time. They take intentionality. They take presence and awareness. And we oftentimes don't have the time for that. And so when I say casually deep, um, what, what I mean is have conversations with people you don't know. And the deep part is like push through some of those opportunities take the time, take the energy to actually shake it up a little bit because you might surprise somebody. And actually you also might open a window or a door where somebody is actually in need, um, that if you would have just passed by, you wouldn't have seen before. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's part of that is the awareness thing that we keep talking about, right. Just kind of keeping the antenna up and willing to be, um, inconvenienced with our time and our schedule and kind of whatever we were intentionally moving towards during that time of noticing that maybe God is telling you to move in a different direction. And uh, I I think you're right. Like it's probably one of the most common versions of avoidance is just allowing that. And I I would say most of us do it unintentionally um, because we're just so focused on what we do. I will, I, I mean, I'll be honest, like there's probably times that I have said I have like hoped nobody would give me a longer answer. Like, good, yeah. good. Okay, good. I'm glad they just said that. I'm uh, all right, cool. See ya. And I get out of there quick before I, you know, get caught up in a bear trap.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so
1: I do know there's times that we get there intentionally. Um,
0: and, and Eric, I'll even speak to that. I'm not even saying that everybody we talk to, we need to have these life transformational type of conversations yeah. or relationships but I would say our, our mo- most of our default, I guess, goes the complete other way. Now, mm-hmm. if you talk to my wife, she would say that I'm the exact opposite, that I need to be a little more shallow in my conversations so mm-hmm. we can actually make it to places on time. I drive her crazy. Um, if you're a part of Common Ground Northeast and listen to a, uh, a, a guy speak recently at our church, um, is it uh, Mr. Duff, Myron Duff?
1: Yeah. I'm Dr. Myron Duff.
0: Dr. Myron Duff. Uh, he mentioned some of those <laughs> things as well, where he kind of dives into those casually deep conversations. But um, so anyway, it's, it's maybe not all the time. And I recognize some of those things, but there's also a lot of opportunity. And if we're talking about evangelism being like wildfire, yeah. then in our even casual conversations, we can see points in our conger- conversation that actually might be dry. And by that, I mean, I don't mean boring by dry. I mean, like needing to be like lit, if that makes sense with the fire of Christ, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so to kind of use that terminology uh, it's recognizing some of those types of moments. Um, And I think sometimes it's maybe two- twofold. I think it's, Part of it is for ourselves, knowing enough of our relationship with Jesus, pursuing it ourselves, reading scripture to know the areas in which Jesus has truly transformed our lives. And if we truly know how Jesus transforms our lives, not just how he did, but how the spirit continues to transform our lives through our continual seeking him, repentance, all that stuff, then we should be very aware of, of where Jesus And the holy spirit has brought dead things to life within Mm. our own souls and if we recognize those then in conversations with other people those i kind of deem them as like open doors or windows where if you Mm. walk into a conversation you're having a conversation and one of those dry spots comes up where you've known that the the fire of the holy the gospel has like man brought new life to that area That's an open door, maybe an open window to share part of your story. And I think the spirit gives us some of those moments and opens those windows and doors, but it does come with an awareness of the the Holy Spirit, awareness of our own faith and how our faith has changed and the spirit has changed us, but also awareness of the moment. and, And to a certain extent, looking for, or maybe expecting those types of moments to come so that when they are there, the spirit like will use you if you're aware of it. Does that make sense? Mhm.
1: Yeah, I um I mean maybe the idea of having a hope, you know, being able to give an account for the hope that is within you. And there's parts of your own story. I do think at times it's a a knowledge of scripture, you know, that might be beneficial at times. We've talked about, you know, having a handful of tools in your tool belt so that you've got some things to work with in case people ask you questions or want to know about this or that, about the scriptures or about the Bible or about God, you know, whatever it might be, and having some sense of <clears throat> um, an account um, uh, an apologetic, or, you know, I don't know what the, yeah. what other term to use. Well, I, I'm interested to know if you have any other I mean, the, the, how are you doing good, you know, is one, are there any other indicators that you kind of listened for, or is that, um, I guess some of them would maybe just be obvious, but are there any other indicators that come off the top of your head?
0: Well, I mean, um, just to, uh, to address your point, knowing scripture and having an account, I think this is where knowing your story comes into play hugely that maybe we underestimate. Yeah. So being able to articulate not the we not the gospel story that's important. But we talked about the difference between sharing the gospel and sharing the good news. The good news is why the gospel is good news. Like the the why behind yeah. it. And so being able to articulate your story and where where Jesus has brought you, where the Holy Spirit has challenged you, where you have grown repented like the, the the good and the bad being able to process and then articulate your story even from yesterday i'm not even talking about big but like what did god do in you yesterday that you're yeah. like man so if we are in a constant prayerful state of seeking the lord to continue to redeem and renew us on a daily And we're able then to recount and recall and then communicate those moments. Then I think in these type of conversations, we can relate with people where, you know, say, for instance, I don't know. um, Maybe you didn't grow up with a father figure. And in some ways, shapes or forms, Christ became that type of figure for you that was loving. And you run into somebody and you're talking with them and you know, they, they mentioned something like that. You can connect with them on that. If you're able to then articulate, and know, how God stepped into that moment for you. And it doesn't even have to be that deep. It could be, you know, a a lot simpler than that, but I think knowing your own story comes in, but just in the, to kind of go back to your initial question. um, I
1: think to, to add to the evangelistic orientation of that, and I know we're probably getting close to time here, but um, the idea of um, story in a postmodern context, right? We, we had, a you know, the pre-modern world that, um, you know, r- was ruled by superstition, then modernism hits, and we have the scientific method and all that, um, and how that has affected positively and negatively the gospel and the spread of Christianity, because it, it caused a lot of, you know, good, but it also, um, you know, reason became the main authority, as opposed to any kind of deity. Whereas before the pre-modernism really, really walked itself into, um, you know, they were, the, everything was according to the gods. And so you would constantly live in fear. And so now we have, uh, and, and what you'll notice then is, is um, apologetics and, you know, science and uh, archaeology, uh, uh literary criticism, all of these things are um, things that popped out of modernism. And so we had all of these ways of addressing those, like, here's the reason why you can trust the Bible. Here's the, um, you know, the facts and a case for Christ, like, you know, all these books, but I, but I, our culture is shifting. Right. And so using that means to convince someone may be good, for a certain personality or was good for a certain season. So I'm, I'm not saying not to do that, but we're seeing the tide shift to postmodernism, yeah, which is um a little more fluid and is very story driven. So so perspective is very important. And it is more effective, I would say, if you're dealing with somebody who has a more postmodern orientation in their worldview, um, to to uh uh, to, to begin by telling a story about yourself, you know, and telling your perspective, because all perspectives are valued, which is good. And I'm not saying either one is uh, good or bad, you know, modernism or postmodernism modernism for the, the the scripture, but your tactic for proclaiming the gospel changes yeah. from facts to telling stories. And both of them have a an effect, effective means yeah. of conveying the gospel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there are before we head out here there are kind of three scenarios i guess i'm thinking of whenever it comes to casually deep type of conversations and the one we brought up was kind of running into anybody where simply just changing up your normal vernacular can actually poke a little bit deeper right so for instance the hey how are you doing oh good how are you well if you really want to know you're like well oh okay or or to again respond poke again of the or to go the next level of oh good well what does good mean what's good about today uh well um okay so so that's the person that maybe you don't have a whole lot of relational equity to use a term that we've used in a previous podcast if you didn't catch it you need to go listen to it so uh, relational equity now with people i think it, it Become huge whenever you have a relational equity with people, and this is where the casually deep thing I think can really come in. To where, to move from a relationship that is more, um, co, um, not coincidence, that it's uh, acquaintance, to somebody who's a little bit more of a friend, I think the casually deep is you find those moments to to ask better questions, and so for instance, I it, it's good listening. It's listen to the things that are happening. So if at one point you do get past the just, Hey, how are you doing? But it's like, Oh, actually, you know, I'm going to see my mom in the hospital. Mm-hmm. The next time you meet them, you again, good listening. Remember those, those are, uh, we talk about like pain points or significant moments or, um, emotional type of things that mean a lot. So remember the things that matter most. And you can go casually deep with people to go like, hey, how's it going? Whatnot? You mentioned something about your mom. How is she doing? And how many people would actually stop to ask that, especially if you're not a really, really good friend? That takes you to another level too. And so remembering those types of things, not being afraid to ask those questions. And then the last scenario I would say kind of ties in a little bit with not just knowing your own story, but also knowing scripture to where, um, if a situation comes up and you're kind of in conversation, I t- I sometimes will joke and actually throw scripture out there without saying it. Be like, Oh, I knew a guy that did that. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, well, it was actually in, in James, but yeah, whatever. And just walk on and like, Whoa, whoa hold up. What? Wait a second. But so there is kind of a knowledge of scripture, but if you know it and you know how to apply it, because you've been applying it to your life mm-hmm. You can then, again, notice I used scripture to bring it up, yet it was kind of in a lighthearted, casual way, but it still has the opportunity to plant a seed to go further to go. Wait, was that actually true? Oh, yeah. Where was that? You This, this actually ties in? Yeah, sure. Let me show you. So it's it's kind of, again, casually deep also has the opportunity to throw seeds to go deeper.
1: Mm, that's good. Oh, man. Well, that's good. I think that's... Um, uh, you know enough for maybe our listeners to chew on for now and just kind of thinking through that idea of casually deep and i want to encourage you all to uh, maybe maybe dig a little deeper um, into those conversations as you um, as you move on from today's podcast and uh, you know take that extra step push into that conversation a little bit more and um you know just let it casually come out in ways that you actually get to know people and maybe you plan to see maybe you water it um, maybe you're starting a friendship who knows but um remember, I, we said a few a few weeks ago, you're 100% successful 100% of the time, as long as you participate. And so this is your encouragement to participate.
0: Can I throw as, in uh, one Lord challenge? Leads. Can I throw in one challenge? Oh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry.
0: One challenge would be, um, first of all, be, be diving into scripture and listening to the Spirit and having a relationship with the Lord daily. What comes of that, if there is a scripture or a concept or something that you gain from that day and it becomes like the theme for the day, challenge you to like work it into your conversation somewhere and not just Mm -hmm. throw it out there and say, yada, yada, yada. But um, there was a movie where there was a challenge of uh, these guys to like work in this word seven times in their conversation. It was really, really funny. (laughs) But I kind of think of that of, well, if God gave you a word for that day it might not just be for you. How can you work it into other conversations and throw it out there in ways in which where you're you almost are kind of like pitching it a little bit to see if anybody actually needs it or or bites. And you might be, you might be surprised at how many people where you're going, (laughs) you throw it out there and they go, oh, dang, I needed to hear that. More oftentimes than not, if God gives you a word for the morning, it's not just for you. And so I'd challenge you, how do, how do you then uh, work that into your day-to-day and try to see through that lens, see what happens. God will use it.
1: Mm, that's great. Good challenge, man. Well, thanks uh, everyone for listening. We'll be back on here um, and focusing more on the Holy Spirit. Thanks uh, Sam for your perspective on Casually Deep. Uh, take that challenge to heart and uh, we'll see you all in the next podcast.
0: Peace. We appreciate you stopping by and spending some time with us today. Make sure to check out the previous episodes on Hub Podcast. If you're interested in information on Common Ground Northeast, check out cgnortheast.com. We'll catch you next time.